you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, December 21st, and you are listening to a very special edition of NFL Total Access, the podcast. Welcome in NFL fans to our celebration of the incomparable Franco Harris, who left us today at the age of 72. Harris was a Hall of Famer. Harris is a Hall of Famer. I'm going to struggle with tense today because what the man was, he remains. Such is the enduring power of human beings like Franco Harris whose legacy does live, present tense, and will remain alive as long as the game of football is played and as long as stories of great men are passed on from one generation to the next. Today, those stories will come from some very select company, four Hall of Famers, Steelers great and Franco Harris former teammate Lynn Swan, Steelers great Jerome Bettis, who grew to love Franco Harris after rooting against him as a child. You have to hear that story. Kurt Warner fawns over a man he once feared. And our friend and colleague Ladanian Tomlinson tells us why Franco Harris was more than a running back. He was an architect who left a blueprint that is a permanent part of the Steelers game plan even to this day. We will also do something we have never done to something we have seen a thousand times before in order to answer the following question. Is there something in that famous film clip of Harris's immaculate reception that we have somehow missed all these many years? Brian Baldinger says, believe it or not, yes, there is. So let's honor, let's celebrate, let's remember, and yes, let's mourn together too the late, great, Franco Harris, MJ Acosta Ruiz, take it from here. The NFL community lost a legend today. Hall of Famer and Steelers legend Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. Every time Harris touched the ball, it was special. 
His most famous occasion was the legendary play being celebrated this Saturday on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris was a man whose football accomplishments and commitment to team and community reached iconic status in his adopted hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We take a look back now at his life and legacy. As one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, Franco Harris began his pro football career as the Pittsburgh Steelers' number one pick in the 1972 NFL Draft. A mainstay in the Steelers' backfield, Franco led Pittsburgh to eight division championships, four conference titles, and four Super Bowl victories. The 6'2", 230-pound Hall of Fame back was a versatile big yardage runner and a key component in the powerful Pittsburgh offensive machine that mowed down and maligned would-be defenders at will. Harris came along at a time when big backs and ball control were in, and establishing a ground game was standard procedure for success. Harris had all the tangibles of lure. A complete back, replete with both vision and short area burst, cementing himself as a superstar after rushing for more than 1,000 yards in eight seasons, a record formerly held by the legendary Jim Brown. At the line of scrimmage, Franco made elusiveness look elegant. In his 13 seasons, Harris rushed for 12,120 yards and 91 touchdowns. His career rushing total ranked as the third highest mark in pro football history at the time of his retirement. However, Harris's most memorable moment came when he was on the receiving end of one of the most famous passes in NFL history, the Immaculate Reception. It is fourth down, still 10 to go. Pittsburgh ball at their own 40-yard line, 22 seconds left to play. The iconic play gave the Steelers their first ever playoff win and acted as the Big Bang catalyst that transformed Pittsburgh into an NFL dynasty. From the time Bradshaw threw the ball, and everything is just, just a blur. Before I knew it, I'm up and running. Franco really showed us that we could win because before Franco, we did not win. That day forward, Harris always seemed to be at his best when the stakes were highest. Franco Harris has become the first player in Super Bowl history to score three touchdowns in three Super Bowls. So he now has scored 17 touchdowns in postseason play, which adds to his own NFL record. When someone tells me that uh, the regular season game is the same as the championship game, not to me it isn't. 
Big game, there was no one better than Franco. No one. Harris's exploits made him a folk legend, so much so that he inspired the unforgettable fan club, Franco's Italian Army. You want to see the killer for Cleveland today? Yeah. Right here. Come. We got the Italian That's whammy. The big red pepper, Italian <laughs> whammy. We put it on, that means Cleveland can't do nothing. Is the army here? Huh? <laughs> oh, that brings back great memories. Franco was such a beloved figure that a permanent statue of him was erected next to George Washington at the Pittsburgh National Airport. One of the most popular Steelers of all time, Harris will forever be missed in the Steel City. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell honored Franco Harris, saying in part, he meant so much to Steelers fans as the Hall of Fame running back who helped form the nucleus of the team's dynasty of the 70s. But he was much more. He was a gentle soul who touched so many in the Pittsburgh community and throughout the entire NFL. Franco changed the way people thought of the Steelers of Pittsburgh and of the NFL. The NFL family shared its condolences and has been remembering Franco Harris on social media all day long. Bill Cowher said, we lost an icon in Franco, a champion on the field and an ambassador off the field. Najee Harris says, rest in peace to a great man who showed so much support to me and others. And TJ Watt called Franco the ultimate stealer. Brian Baldinger and LaDainian Tomlinson join, join, joining me tonight. Um, guys, as you well know, Every single morning we gather to put this show together inside of the Immaculate Reception Conference Room here at NFL Media. That is where we meet to put together NFL Total Access every day. A daily reminder for all of us of the greatness and the spontaneity of the game that we love so much. LT, you of course have spent time with Franco Harris. You're both members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame family. What will you remember most about him? Oh, so much, MJ. Um, you know, first I want to say my condolences uh, to Franco Harris's family, uh, all his loved ones and friends. And, you know, we truly lost a, a legend. Um, you know, a lot of times, not a lot of times, in, in some cases, what we say about people like Franco is his reputation preceded him. And, you know, because he was such a, a gentleman, he was humble, uh, you know, and kind and all those things that that we hear about Franco and the things that I heard about him before I met him, you know, it, his reputation really did precede him when I met him. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, man, this man is, he, you know, he's a giant of a guy for one, 6'2", you know, 230, but he, he was so kind and generous um, and it, and he, he wasn't a loud man. You know, he didn't speak loudly. You know, he had that soft and calming voice uh, oftentimes when he talked to you. But he always shared knowledge and always tried to better you uh, when he left you. Those are the things that I will remember uh, about Franco Harris. And just another thing about what he meant to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys. When I think about how the running backs in Pittsburgh are made and what they expect from, from those guys throughout history, it is because of Franco Harris. Mm -hmm. He set the table on how 
Pittsburgh Steelers running backs will be measured. One with toughness. One that obviously, you know, can carry the load. One that personified what it meant to be a Steeler and meant to be a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Throughout history, you think about after Franco, a lot of those running backs had to be big and strong and tough and be able to handle uh, cold weather, quite frankly, mm -hmm. and still be able to churn out yards. You know, we see the statues and all the memoriams mm -hmm. for uh, Franco Harris, but to your point, he is part of the DNA of the fabric and the culture of that team. Baldy, this Saturday's celebration of that 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception game. This is such a huge deal. It already was before mm -hmm. his passing. So much planning, so much emotion going into that. That now multiplies by a million. Yeah, let me just echo what LT said about the man, the legacy, and what he meant to Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. My mom and dad, my mom is from Squirrel Hill. My dad's from North Hills. you got to know these areas <laughs> yeah. if you're from Pittsburgh, you know. And so I, I have, a, you know, I'm old enough to know and to recall that game. Mm. I'm in the basement with my father. We were living in Minnesota at the time. And we were watching the game together like we did so many Sundays. But we're, we're Steeler fans. And they hadn't had a winning season right. in eight straight seasons. You know, they, it'd been, they were 1-13 one year. And we went through all of that. And we're watching this game together in the basement. And when Franco gets the ball and intercepts it and is going in to score, like, I, that's the, like, me and my father chest bumped. You know, like, like now it's a thing. But it wasn't a thing back then. We both jumped up off the couch. Yeah. And we're like, this is the, like, this is the Steelers. Can yeah. you believe it? It was such an emotional day. Like, you'll, it's one of those things you just never forget. Right. It's, it, it stays with you. And yeah. I know so many other fans remember it vividly, just like you do, Baldy. Thanks for taking us into that basement with your dad yeah. as well. We'll be hearing from Hall of Famers and other legends of the game throughout the show tonight. Harris won four Super Bowls with Hall of Fame teammates Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan, who shared their memories of Harris with us. He means so much more than the words. Um, Franco wasn't a guy about the words. Uh, Franco was a guy about action at practice every day. Uh, the time he put in uh, to get better, to be ready for a football game, uh, the time he gave uh, off the field, you know, sitting behind me as a, is, is my man of the year trophy. Franco was man of the year. And if you followed in his footsteps, uh, you're going to achieve the same thing. So you dedicate yourself and put in the hard work. And that's who Franco was. Seriously, just a good guy. Just never was uh, overtaken. It never, his, his success never changed him. Uh, and that's one of the beauties about him. He was the ultimate team guy. And ultimate, you don't see a lot of that anymore, you know, especially with wide receivers, maybe some running backs. Give me the ball, I want the ball. And they go where they can get the ball and they don't give it, you know, not realizing that the offense and the players around them are all, we're all part of its winning program. But he was just, a, well, you know him, you knew him. He was just a great guy, man. His wife, Dane, his doc, his son, uh, you know, I've known him forever. So, you know, it's a sad day for sure. And one of many notable accomplishments here, Franco Harris, the all-time leading rusher in Super Bowl history with 354 in great company there with other Hall of Famers. We welcome in our Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner, joining us now for our tribute to Franco Harris. And Kurt, can you share your thoughts on your fellow member of the Hall of Fame? 
Well, MJ, you know, I grew up as a Dallas Cowboy fan. So, you know, my years growing up where I was, you know, formed as a fan of the game, there was a respectful dislike uh, for Franco Harris because I watched him beat my Cowboys in Super Bowls and, you know, the great phenomenal player that he was. But he was on the other side. And over the years, I got the opportunity to meet Franco and and sit down and talk to Franco, whether that was at Hall of Fame events or, or different NFL events over the years, and it took me about two minutes for that dislike, uh, you know, to disappear because I'm not sure there was a sweeter spirit uh, of any NFL player that I've ever met. Uh, so much kindness, uh, so much humility. When you sat down and talked to him, and he was an icon, a guy that I watched growing up that helped me fall in love with the game of football. But every time I had a conversation with him, he made it about me. You know, he wanted to know what was going on in my life. And I think that was just the epitome of who he was as a player, as a teammate, uh, as an all of famer and as a person, um, was it was always about uh, the bigger picture. It was always about everyone else. And, um, you know, he is going to be missed. He was a guy that I look forward to talking to every single time I went down to Canton every year uh, because you get to know some of these guys a little more closely. Uh, and I was very fond of, of the man Franco Harris, and, um, you know, it's going to be sad not to see him down in Canton every single year. You know, that's exactly what what these types of tributes are all about, Kurt, and and very sad news. It's the uplifting, that human connection, those stories that nobody sees off the field uh, that really bring it all to life. But what we've been talking about, of course, leading up to this Saturday's game, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, we never get tired of seeing that moment because it was so iconic Give us your thoughts on that play that Franco made. Well, I mean, there's certain plays in our game that really define eras, um, you know, that, you know, are above the game. And, you know, that was kind of that play that defined that era, that defined uh, who the Pittsburgh Steelers were. I mean, we became, uh, we, we came to know them as the team of the 70s, winning four Super Bowls. And it really started with, that play, a signature play by their best player to, you know, catapult them to another level. And so it's what helps us to fall in love with our game is those huge iconic plays made by great players in the biggest moments. And there are none that were bigger than the Immaculate Reception. No question. All right, Kurt, thank you for sharing not just your thoughts on everything that's happened, but also giving us just a little bit of light on your interactions of Franco Harris, the person, the man, and of course, the player. Kurt, thanks. Already a must-watch game. Now it's also a day to remember Franco Harris's legacy even more. Raiders-Steelers on Christmas Eve for the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception game. That's this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the NFL Network and on NFL+. Plus. We'll get you started with game day kickoff at 6 p.m. Eastern. We turn now to Mike Garofolo. And Mike G, can you take us through the plans on Saturday night in Pittsburgh? Yes, MJ. The Steelers had previously planned to retire, retire Franco Harris's number at halftime of that game, uh, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And today's news obviously changed things a little bit. They're still working through the details of now what this is going to look like. But I did sense that there was a staunch belief in the building that there's no reason to postpone this. This is still a chance to honor a legend of the franchise. Steelers president Art Rooney II, he and Harris separated by only three years. So in a lot of ways, they grew up together professionally with the Steelers organization. So to say that Art Rooney 
uh, or Franco Harris's Art Rooney's guy uh, would not be a stretch at all. And even for the players, this is a player that is referenced to them. The way to do things inside the building, a player that's around often, a player uh, that they knew. So it's not just some guy that they see up on the walls and stuff like that. It is a a gentleman that they knew. So there will be a motivational aspect for the Steelers in this game for sure as they will want to honor his memory with a victory, MJ. Mike, we've heard Coach Tomlin say it all the time. The standard is the standard. That standard set by Franco Harris. All right, Mike G, thanks for that. We've been looking through all the posts and messages to Franco Harris and his memory all day long. And earlier today, President Biden issued a statement paying tribute to the great. The president shared a personal story of how 50 years ago, Art Rooney, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer visited his two sons as they recovered from the car accident that killed his wife and daughter. The president said after that visit, that was the first time his boys had smiled since the accident. The president called it, quote, a small act of kindness that meant the world to us, adding, this week of all weeks, my family remembers him and keeps him close to our hearts. We have much more in our tribute to Franco Harris on NFL Total Access, including moments from an interview we did with him earlier this year. You'll hear Franco in his own words on life lessons, the city he loved and played for, and the Immaculate Reception. My first memory is running down the sideline with Jimmy Warren approaching me and me telling myself, get into the end zone, get into the end zone. Don't even attempt a field goal. Don't attempt a field goal. Even though a field goal would have put us ahead. But I said, get into the end zone, get into the end zone. And I got into the end zone. You know, wasn't thinking about the significance of it all. Had no idea what happened. If I remember correctly, the referee signaled a touchdown. And then all chaos broke loose. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And today, we are joined in admiration and in grief as we honor the life and legacy of Franco Harris. A beautiful post here from our colleague and Super Bowl champion, Michael Robinson. M-Rob is here with us now. M-Rob, you will be in Pittsburgh for the Raiders-Steelers game on Saturday. An emotional day for sure. You knew Franco personally, and you told me earlier he was a mentor to you, as he was for so many and up until um, his passing. And there's this one story about Franco and your Penn State connection that only you can tell, so please. Yeah, MJ, first of all, um, it's not like I sat and talked to uh, Franco every single day or anything like that, but every single time I saw him, uh, you left with something. Right. He was always asking about the family. He was always trying to give me business ideas. We actually talked about doing a variety of things um, in the schools and things. He's been to Richmond, Virginia uh, for my foundation and things like that. But uh, I remember after the Orange Bowl sitting with him and uh, Coach Paterno and uh, Franco, you know, and everybody knows Franco. To, uh, he kn really knows how to tell stories um, kind of in that slow kind of voice. And he was just talking about the immaculate uh, reception and how in the back of his mind, he, in the back of his head, all he heard was this screechy little old man's voice with some glasses on and some cuffs in his in, in his uh, pants and Joe Paterno just screaming, run to the ball, Franco, run to the ball. And, and it was so funny because, I mean, as a quarterback at Penn State, I mean, I would even hear that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just crazy to share those moments um, kind of with Franco. But just like everybody has been saying all day, um, definitely uh, a great humble uh, human being. It was never about him. It was always about you. It was always trying to teach you something. Um, I think I saw him a couple of spring games ago. And again, as soon as I saw him, he stood up, you know, gave me a hug. We, would, we talked for like an hour. Um, but that was just the type of man he was. He was always willing to give his time, his energy. And again, he flew all the way from Pittsburgh to Richmond, Virginia. Um, that says something about Franco Harris. Yeah, I mean, the stats speak for themselves, but those moments right there, that's what made him great. And Rob, thanks for sharing that. And Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, he admired Franco Harris even during his collegiate years at Penn State. Belichick today recalling a scouting report he received from former Nittany Lions running uh, backs coach George Welsh. Uh, George always you know, raved about Franco and didn't carry balls much and, and his hands, which, I mean... <laughs> One play kind of says it all, you know, on that one. So, um, he wasn't fun to play against, I could tell you that. You know, it was at Baltimore. We, you know, played him in the playoffs there my first year. Uh, but yeah, this guy's a, guy's a great player, great person. 
It's a big loss. We have much more to come on our tribute to Franco Harris on Total Access. You'll hear Franco in his own words on the city he loved and played for and life lessons. When I did come in to the city, I just told myself, I said, Franco, you know, this is where you got drafted by, you know, so make this your home. I just made up my mind that wherever I go, I'm going to stay there and become part of the community. And I was very observant of Art Rooney, the owner, and how he would treat people and how he was very involved in the community. And I told myself, hey, I want to be like that. I, you know, I want to be involved in the community and do things in the community. We have our challenges, our ups and downs, but, but never lose hope and really continue to connect with people and to moments. And if you can make life better for somebody else, that is very special. And if you can leave memories, good memories with people, that's extra special. As we continue our tribute to Franco Harris, we actually welcome in now Steelers running back in 2015, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Jerome Bettis. Jerome, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your time uh, with Franco. What will you remember most about him? Well, I'll, I'll remember his warmth, uh, the type of person that he was. You know, he was the kind of person that would give you the shirt off of his back if, if there was an issue that was, you know, plaguing you he would want to talk about it there was no there was nothing that um for him was was you know out of bounds or he was always you know like a a, a big brother that you that you had in him if you needed to talk about something if you needed help with anything uh if you needed him to to show up he was always there for everyone and i think you know, it, it, it a credit to who he was as a man. Uh, and I think that is the one thing that everyone always talks about when you hear hear someone talk about Frank Reyes. They say, oh, he was so gracious with his time. He was so nice. But he was like that with, with everyone, including former teammates and uh, players who, who played for the organization. Uh, and he was he just befriended them. You know, Jerome, that's been the common theme today, not just his greatness on the field, but who he was as a human, how he was as a leader and how he was as a friend. Now, when you got to Pittsburgh, did you feel like you were following the path that Franco set? Uh, absolutely. When you, when, you, when you get to Pittsburgh, you're running back. Franco Harris is the standard. And, you know, when I got there, it was, you know, uh, pretty tough because I did not like the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, <laughs> growing up in Detroit. I was unfortunately a Dallas Cowboy fan and Franco Harris, he absolutely just destroyed uh, the Cowboys all the time. Every time it seemed like they played, he was always uh, in the end zone. And so I was not a big Franco fan and my first year he asked me to uh, come to, to uh, uh, lunch Right, at, right when the season was over, and you know, my first year, you know, Franco Harris asked me to come lunch. I, I'm going to lunch, <laughs> and uh, we sat down and, and we started talking, and and I had to, I had to tell him, you know, Franco, I was not a a, a huge fan of yours, and you know, I, I actually hated you, <laughs> and he laughed and said, "Well, you you gotta love me now. Uh, you're part of the Stiller family," and so he welcomed me in and was so gracious 
um, you know, with his time with me. Uh, and he would always, you know, give me little tips, advice. This is what you need to deal with. This is what you're going to have to look at. So he was he was um, like a big brother, a mentor to me when I got to Pittsburgh and never expected it, never asked. Uh, but he was, you know, more than willing uh, to give himself and his time. You know, the Immaculate Reception was voted the top play in the first 100 years of the NFL. What do you think about that play and what Franco did there? Well, I thought it was, a, you know, it's an amazing play, but I think the play is, is, is really uh, more about, you know, that era because that play sent this franchise in a different direction. Uh, you know, this was their first ever playoff win. Uh, and, you know, after all those years of being in existence and not having success, here is a rookie making this type of play. And you see that excitement and and, and the, the feel. And obviously, they didn't win the Super Bowl this year, but I believe this put uh, the franchise and that team uh, in position to become champions later. So I think he's really the architect of that, um, that dynasty. That is the definition of a game changer, Jerome. And of course, this Saturday night celebration of that 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception has been a long time coming. There was so much planned around Franco and, and there still is. What are you looking forward to? Because now it's a celebration of his life and legacy as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing his number being retired. Obviously, there, there's only been a couple people that have, have their number retired for the Steelers. And so to see his number go up uh, because it is so deserving what he did, not only for the organization, what he did for the city, what he did for former players that play uh, for the black and gold. There's a standard that he set uh, on and off the field that, you know, we have to, in some ways, live up to. Uh, and it's a, a, a big responsibility, and it's one that we all take on. Uh, but to see how he did it with class uh, and grace, it just shows us the right way and the right path to be on. I imagine even with the blistering winds on Saturday, there will not be a dry eye in the house for that. Jerome, thank you so much for your time and for taking us through memory lane. No problem. Thanks for having me. Saturday night, we will honor Franco Harris and celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Game day kickoff starts at 6 Eastern and kickoff at 8 Eastern is only here on the NFL Network. Join us for this special night, a holiday classic. Here's Franco Harris on his legacy and the Immaculate Reception. Who would have thought 50 years later that we would be celebrating uh, the Immaculate Reception, but, but how special is this time where we have a moment in football history that brings us all together, that it's going to bring my teammates together once again. How special is that? You know, we get to celebrate one of our moments together again. Steelers Nation once again gets to celebrate and enjoy this. And for them to tell their children and grandchildren about. Can this play connect generations? You know, so many things came together to make this 50th anniversary. 
you know, hoping that this will be something that can continue to connect Steelers Nation, but really the whole football world that uh, you look at the holiday season, it's all about, you know, like of hope and good things and, you know, you know, helping each other, uh, you know, be there for each other. And also, you know, to share, you know, family and friends. And I'm not confusing what Christmas really stands for. That's, you know, Christmas is very special to me. But with this happening two days before Christmas, you know, once again, this could be and help with the connections of family and generations. Steelers owner Art Rooney II honored Franco Harris today, saying in part, it is difficult to find the appropriate words to describe Franco Harris's impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers, his teammates, the city of Pittsburgh, and Steelers Nation. From his rookie season, which included the Immaculate Reception, through the next 50 years, Franco brought joy to people on and off the field. Five seconds to go! He grabbed him with five seconds to go and scores! It was voted the greatest play in the first 100 years of the NFL and has touched generations of football fans, including current Steelers running back Najee Harris, who had a chance to relive the play with Franco Harris in this installment of NFL Generations. It's down to one big play, fourth down and ten yards to go. So this is the play actually right here that, you know what I mean, it's everywhere. A situation like this, of course, is all to the advantage of the defense. Bradshaw must put it in the air. My responsibility on this play is to help our linemen block. Okay. I was not part of the pass play. 22 seconds remaining, and this crowd is standing. When we went into the huddle, I told myself, Franco, this will probably be the last play of the season. Hang on to your hats. Here come the Steelers out of the huddle. Bradshaw throws the ball, and I tell myself at that moment like that, go to the ball, go to the ball. That's what the action is. He's the right. He looks. He throws deep, and it is batted away. Franco Harris has it. And he's over. Here's Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin on what that play means to the team. Yeah, I was in section 135 that day. Um, you know, um, you know, I was eight months old. Um, but no, I think it's funny. Um, surprisingly, I probably met 75,000 people that was there that day. Um, it's just one of those beautiful things in the history of our game. And it's just, it's humbling to be in close proximity to it. Um, there are many things that make it the play that it is. And, you know, the most significant play in the history of our game. And it's just, an honor to, to be in proximity to it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The outpouring of love for Franco Harris has been nonstop all day long. Former President Barack Obama called Franco an extraordinary man. Panthers owner David Tepper, who was from Pittsburgh, said Franco was a childhood idol who will always be one of his fondest sports memories. And on Franco and the Immaculate Reception, Julian Edelman said Franco is a pillar in the history of the league. Look, there's no Immaculate Reception without Franco Harris. And for years, the only film of that play was shot by NFL Films. That moment is as great as it is controversial. That is until around 10 years ago when NBC Sports uncovered another angle of the play. But the questions remained. Here's the angle from NBC Sports and the call from the legendary Kurt Gowdy. Last chance for the Steelers. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off! Franco Harris has it! And he's over! Look! Franco Harris! Grab the ball on a deflection! Five seconds to go! You look at that footage that NBC had, and what you will see is infractions. There's some footage to show Villapiano getting clipped. There's some footage to show that the tip of the ball touched the ground. There's some footage to show that Jack Tatum knocked Frenchie Fuqua into the ball. That's what the fact of the matter is. <laughs> Let's put it to rest, Baldy. Give yes. us a breakdown with some... 50-year-old film on the Immaculate Reception. And it's 50-year-old film, so we're not in high def here. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a go here, all right, because we got something to work with. But first of all, let's just identify Franco here to start the play. It's a two-back system. Here's Frenchie Fruqua. He's going to come out on this vertical route. And on the play, Franco is in protection. You watch him right here. Franco is right there. He's in pass protection. But Bradshaw gets in trouble. So he starts getting away from the trouble. And Franco right here is... He's now looking back and he goes, Mike Robb said this to us. He said, Joe Paterno is in his head and he's saying, go follow the ball. So when Bradshaw releases the ball, what does Franco do? He listened to his old college coach. And right there, Franco gets it. Now he wants to score. Now there's a couple of things right here. The stiff arm, right there, the stiff arm. 
against the Raider player, he's not getting them out of the end zone. He wants to score. He doesn't want a field goal. They want to win the game. Now, on this play right here, you're going to see, like, right here, like, Franco has now grabbed the ball at this point, and he's gone. Okay, so that's that angle. We've seen that touchdown. You know, one thing about this, this old rule here, LT, was if you went down with the ball, it was the college rule. You were down. It wasn't like it is now where you could get back up, and then ultimately, oh, 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 oh. Let's just back this up here for all you Raider fans. <laughs> right there. This is it right here. This is the this fall is not touching the ground. I just want to make that clear right there. Now, the, the last thing here, LT, you can relate to this right here, is the focus. The focus is right here. Like, nothing is stopping Franco from getting into the end zone right there, MJ. Nothing. This is a game-winning, playoff-winning play that is iconic, and it is the immaculate reception. I hope I did it some justice. There is nothing like a Baldi's breakdown. Thanks for that, Baldi. All right, Saturday we have a special holiday classic on the NFL Network, Raiders and Steelers at 8 Eastern. It will include a tribute to Franco Harris and a celebration of the Immaculate Reception. The Steelers are absolutely bringing a little something extra to honor uh, Franco Harris in Saturday's game. Baldi, so much has gone into this. What does it all mean? Well, there's just being born there, there's just such a connection yeah. between that team and that, not just the city, but all of Western Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. They're all Steeler fans, Steeler Nation travels. Like, they will be out there regardless of the weather to support their, their, their hero. And, you know, in the big picture of it, it's one of those moments that will never go away from our game. It's always going to be a part of our game. Yeah, LT for the Raiders, how do you get ready for what is going to be a very emotional opponent? Well, you got to withstand uh, the, the first part of the game. You know, it's going to be emotional. The spirit of Franco Harris will be in that place. It's going to be loud. They're going to be, you know, obviously emotional and playing uh, for the spirit of, of Franco Harris. So you got to withstand that first onslaught that's going to be coming with mm -hmm. coming against you. No turnovers early. You got to try to score early and, and just hold on if you're the Raiders. You got to hold on. Terrible towels all over the place. All right, Franco Harris, of course, a legend there. Played in nine Pro Bowls. We will continue to honor Franco Harris. Saturday is going to be special on so many levels. Join us tomorrow for part two of the Steve Mariucci interview. The making of Mooch. What does it take to be a QB whisperer? And what does that even mean? And how Steve got in trouble with both Steve Young and Brett Favre. Oh, and I should probably mention that Steve has also figured out the meaning of life. And we'll share it. No joke. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 